Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, as always, with me, from Miami, the bodyguard, Kalina. Kalina, how are you? I'm doing good. It's it's rare to see you, like, in the daylight. Usually it's, like, nighttime, so it's a little bit weird today. Yeah, it's definitely, I got the windows open, my daughter's up. They're usually sleeping, drugged up with NyQuil, um, and, and I have peace and quiet, but now it's not like that. So I apologize if you hear babies in the background. That's how Cheese does it, as we know from the last couple of episodes. I don't pull out. Here we go. <laughs> Saying that, um, you know, one of the things about hip hop that's been great, there's been this nice resurgence in all types of hip hop, different subgenres of hip hop. Um, but one of the most important things that been that's kind of been resurging and been resurging in not only hip hop but in music general is people buying physicals. Um, I know growing up that was the almost the only that was the only way to get music. You would go to work. You would be very careful how you spend your money. And you would spend hours and hours, in my case, in things like Virgin Megastore or Tower Records or uh, any other ones that you have, Coconut Records. I don't know how it was in North Carolina and in Miami for you. But for me, that's what I did with my money. And and I was very careful. It was only one. You only had one. One and it was like called something like coconut or paradise, yeah, or something like, like that. that. And it was like know. a yellow awning or something like that. Um, and I we would spend hours just trying to find the right CD, the right music for the little resources that we had. But that whole process of buying a record opening it, reading the credits, reading the thank yous, and, and experiencing from that one, it kind of lost itself once we entered the digital age of music, but there's a nice resurgence of that coming back, and particularly when it comes to vinyl collecting. Um, there's ups and downs. We're going to go into it, so we figured we had to go to one of the more premier uh, labels out there, putting out some of the most high-quality, uh, not only projects and artists, but just the the artwork and the production value we're talking about tough con records we're, we're talking about domenico all the way from where are you now italy we're we're based in rome italy roma there you go welcome to the crush a lot podcast how are you i'm good i'm doing pretty good guys thank you very much for inviting me i really appreciate this it's been an interesting road for the vinyl game. Tough Kong is one of the more premier labels out there, putting out great projects from everyone from UFO Fee, someone who's up and coming, to uh, General Back Pain, to um, Ito and uh, V Don. You can name the gamut on the stuff that you have put out um, and distributed uh, on your website. I'm a frequent user of Tough Kong. I love. I have tons of stickers that you put in every package. Thank you for that, by the way. My kids love stickers. Tough Kong's all over my house. How did Tough Kong begin? Where, where, what's the origin story here? So the origin story here is the following. Uh, it was, uh, it was the summer of 2016. So it's exactly three years ago. Uh, I used to run a website selling records. And uh, my partner, which is also the producer, Cunts, he, he had his two songs EP that he was doing with, uh, with Conway. And, um, well, I had some connections in vinyl manufacturing and all that. I've done that before with, like, different labels, more focused on, like, hardcore and punk. And uh, he came up to me with these ideas, like, I want to do this myself somehow. And uh, I was like, do you want to help me? Do you want to do this together? And uh, that's pretty much where it all began. We... We just put out this first seven inch that was October 2016. Uh, it was just two tracks, Torch and Chill I Go. 
and um, that's kind of how it all started. The first release went pretty good. We sold out pretty quickly of it, and then we're like, yeah, okay, we're not just going to stop here. And we started looking around for like interesting new artists. And uh, at the same time, we also tried to work with some of our local artists, people that we're connected to. And then uh, we also thought about releasing some uh, long out of print classics. So within some of the first releases, we had the Blase Blase reissue. And then uh, we had some local artists that we worked with, uh, some legendary names from Rome. And then it went on to Vidon, Ito, Mayhem, Pounds, Starving B, and the list goes on. And that's uh, now, it's almost three years now that we've been in business and uh, we've been keeping pretty busy. I'm happy how everything is going, we're moving, uh, putting a lot of hours of work in. But at the end of the day, it's all really worth it. So. And like you said, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of interest on physicals and the vinyl, so that's definitely helped us out in, in the process because there's a lot of people buying records again, like a few years ago, and um, yeah, that's pretty much how things went, and uh, we're here. And to add on to that, how did you guys come up with the name Tough Con? Well, this came uh, it came mainly from my partner from Cunts. He we really wanted to give it like. Some, some kind of a name that could connect to also characters. So we had the whole like eight arms thing. And uh, he's part of this uh, um, King Kong posse that's based in Rome. And uh, you know, the tough gong label kind of inspired us a little bit. And then the, the King Kong posse connection he's got, we merged two things together. And that's how Tough Kong Records was born. So if you could like, for people who don't know how this really works, can you run us quickly, like, through the process of how you press the vinyl? Like, from beginning to end, like, how, more or less, how long does the process take just to make, press, and then ship? Well, what it is these days, there's a lot of uh, different factors that influence, like, production times and a lot of different things, really, different variants. But uh, since it's a very busy time in man vinyl manufacturing, there's a lot of factories that take a lot of time to do records, so... There's the pressing plant that presses up a record in four weeks to the pressing plant that takes up to four months to produce it. It all depends on the time of the year. Sometimes we've got record store day, Christmas. That's when like a lot of major labels put out a lot of records. So the volume is really big and with, uh, within the factories. And that's when it takes a little longer. Sometimes it's better. Right now we're working with a pretty solid factory in Italy. We've got pretty good turnaround times. We're busy. And, uh, but it also depends on the artist and the kind of product we're putting out. Sometimes we produce the record from scratch, so we put the artist together, and that takes a little longer, of course, you know, with all the just a whole artistic idea of how it develops. And then sometimes we just get the licenses of the artists, so that's a whole different ballgame, so it's a little faster. You know, we always try to work ahead of schedule a little bit, so we're ready to go with the vinyl when the record drops. Sometimes we don't, sometimes we release it a few months later. It all depends on, every release has got a different kind of sure. now, I noticed, now I noticed that when I go onto the website or I buy or I buy anything from the website, I noticed that the listing, like the genre is mostly hip hop. Do you press vinyl for any other genre of music? Well, so far uh, within our catalog, we only have one jazz release which is this band from Rome called Dumbo Station. They are a very young, talented group. And um, 
I really advise you guys to check it out if you got in, interest in other genres. Well, now that you just said that, that, yes. Yeah, so, and uh, actually, we're working on something really special with these guys right now. We recorded a, a six-song EP with an artist, a Brooklyn legend. It's going to come out next year. we got something really special going on. But, yes, we are looking at other different um, music landscapes. You know, we're trying to find different things. We're trying to... We're working with a few artists to release some interest instrumental stuff, and uh, we definitely try to broaden our horizon on that point of view. Okay, so then if this would kind of lead me into the next question: is how would you determine who you want to work with or, or press vinyl for? Do you do you reach out? Do people reach out to you? How does that work? It depends. It's gone both ways, really. Sometimes we reach out to the artists. Sometimes the artists have reached out to us, and. Um, but mainly, we always try to just pick whatever we really like. Something where that's something that's been our main focus since day one, really, as a label, only to work with artists that we really like, that we respect, and it's also good to work with, like people that are nice, also on their a human point of view. Uh, you know, it's good to connect with some artists. Some artists are harder to deal with. Some artists are, you know, uh, it all depends on the people you got in front of you. But we always try just to push like the artists, the artists that we like, the artists that we're really passionate about. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it goes. You know, if you like someone, we reach out to them. Or if it's the other way around, somebody reaches out to us and it's the, the, the product is valid, then we go ahead and work on it. Well, I, because I can imagine that you guys are fans also, fans of the music. Yeah, 100%. With, I mean, I, I would describe us as fans first. You know, we're like, we, we're both very like avid record collectors. We love music under all points of view. We listen to every kind of music. And uh, so, yeah, it's definitely like we need to be a fan of someone to actually get something going on. It seems the vinyl game's interesting because oh, I, 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 I try to collect as much as I can, which I, whenever I have disposable income, whatever I could, as much as I can. But, yeah. um, I have so many questions about it because everyone almost does it differently and there's some things that are kind of universal true. So I kind of want to kind of break a couple of the myths and or get more sure. in detail on some of these practices. Like, for example, I have no problem pre-ordering a record that I really, really, really want to get. Like, I'm excited. I needed to get uh, the bovine day one red meat edition. So that's what I did. I made sure I got that. Um is is the pre-order culture in vinyl is it necessary meaning that i understand in the business side of things we want to put product out and recoup our investment that i understand so the pre-order is there for, for that and then there's other labels who just have vinyls ready to ship as soon as they announce it what's the pros and cons of those things um in terms of like business but also from a consumer uh perspective yeah, I mean, like, if you ask me, I am not a fan of it. As in, I don't like, not just under, like, a fan point of view. Even for us as a label, I'm not a huge fan of the whole thing, of having to wait a lot of, having people waiting for a long time, sometimes for pressing vinyls. But sometimes it kind of, you're kind of forced to do that. Mainly because a lot of the times we're trying to, for example, make sure that we do pre-orders as I said earlier, close to release date to when the artist drops the album, mainly to grab as much attention as possible that time frame. And uh, sometimes it might be economical reasons. There's a lot of different options. 
as of now, we're trying to shorten the amount of time. Like a lot of the releases that we've done over the last few months, sometimes we had the, we had the vinyl on end, and sometimes we had like two weeks pre-order, no more than that. We try to definitely try to cut that because, like for example, when I have placed pre-orders in the past, I don't really mind that much if I have to wait like six months, four months, I don't care. But unfortunately, I'm thinking what happens is these days with a lot of this, uh, like this e-commerce trend and like Amazon providing the next day delivery thing and all that kind of stuff, people aren't really patient anymore. So like if the record is delayed for like just a couple of days, they start, you know, bothering you and hitting you up in the emails and see what's going on. Even sometimes like getting upset for, for no reason, really. I mean, you place an order, you know, you're going to get that record eventually. So. But just in order to avoid that, and just have people giving the best of services really trying to cut that that waiting time because i don't think it's a great thing for anybody to place an order and get the records like two and a half three months later i don't like that either sometimes we kind of force to do it but we try to just avoid that as much as possible these days i usually i like ordering from Topcon because i could just i could buy a lot of things at once um what did you say I, I like ordering from you guys because it seems like there's still a nice, uh, there's still records there that aren't like completely sold out. And I could I could go in and buy and not like necessarily wait uh, yeah. or take my time. Like, okay, okay. Like I, I enjoy that it's there. One of the things I don't like, even though I do it, is I got to wait till 1 p.m. to order this because I know at 105, it's over. Yeah. And as someone who consumes and loves and, and tries to support, I don't get, upset about it because I understand it uh, I, I'll buy the digital but it's more like I, that's a, also a part of it like I just see a thousands of people just waiting on their on their yeah, there was a lot of and, and just like trying to get to I, it we see that ourselves like whenever we I mean, we still do the drop at a certain day at a certain time we always do that and uh, somehow it allows you know diehard fans people that want to miss on those releases to be there when it drops and to make sure that the first ones to get it and then it also it all depends on the records that we put out. Yeah. We've got records that sell out in two hours. We've got records that took like up to three months to sell out. It all depends on the artist and the way it gets pushed on, on the amount of copies that you press. A lot of the times, you know, people are, they rush a lot on the very limited releases. You know, if you go like below two hundred copies, that kind of thing. And but I think it varies every single time. You know, every single release has got a different approach. It's got a different hype. It's got a different resonance. Can you remember any, if if this has happened, can you remember any vinyl that you pressed that is almost sold out instantly, like the moment yeah, that you had a, we had a couple. We had, a, we had the Benny Records. They always went out pretty much right away. We had the Mayhem and Alchemist, uh, Mayhem and Fraud last year. We had a couple, two big releases in Italy. One sold out in 40 minutes of 1,500 copies and, Another one we sold out in one day, the same amount of copy. So I mean, it all depends on on the record, really. I think it depends on the artist, on the title, on a lot of different variables that you give it. Now, do you have a favorite? Is there a favorite vinyl of yours that you pressed? Like a favorite? Uh, we actually we having this conversation just the other week, and um, it's hard to pick. Like we've done a lot of cool cool vinyls. Like to me, of course, like the first one probably. The Conway 7-inch that we did, like, has got that emotional attachment to it, you know? It was uh, it was our first release. It went really good. We were really happy how everything went. 
and um, but then, for example, I love how we did the the whole Mayhem and Alchemist. The last two did things we did with them. We did the we did a set of dices to play Silo, mm-hmm. and then we've done the jigsaw puzzle on the seven inches now. Uh, I love to just recently we dropped the Ill Bill and Sunday collaboration, and the vinyl came out crazy on that one. Just when I see the splatter on that thing, it just came out dope. So I don't know. I got a lot of. It's hard to pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to give as much attention to the packaging as possible. We like to always add like a few different things. We did like a ski mask with Ill Bill just now. We've done all sorts of things really. We're gonna keep doing that kind of crazy. It, for me, Tough Kong is one of the the better labels that have high quality production. At I feel, for me, at least as a consumer, very reasonable prices. Like I never feel like I'm paying seventy five dollars yeah, for a label. You know, it's like it's a good price. It all depends on the releases. It's in my idea, records should be affordable for everybody. I know everybody's got a different income, so not everybody can afford every single record. But as the way it is, I mean, there's not everybody that goes around driving luxury cars. And some people want to buy this, some people don't. And some people want to spend that much money on records, some people decide not to, you know. But I think that somehow the music should be affordable for the general public, you know. Maybe some people don't want to spend that crazy amount of money on the record, they're not forced to buy, you know. But. With, as, as a label, we try to keep the prices in a standard range, unless, you know, if we do like an extra, sometimes it's also like manufacturing costs that go higher with the, with the quality, of course, you know, if you're putting so much into the packaging, you got to somehow break even on that too, so yeah. it's a lot of different things, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen people selling things for crazy money these days, you know, thousands of dollars for digital, thousands of dollars for physicals and I mean, I, okay, they may do that, but I don't know how successful they are. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I know but... some artists have been making money of that, and it's great for them. And, you know, as people want to support yeah. it, I think it's all about how much the fan actually want to support you. And uh, if people consider you worth worth you spending that money, it's it's a good thing for you, you know. But uh, you got to see in the long run where it actually leads you, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. With so many new, it seems like every other week there's a new distributor somewhere in the corners of the world. Almost never yeah. in the States for whatever reason. Um, always somewhere in the world there's a new vinyl uh, label coming out. How does Tough Con stay, one, competitive, of course, because there's so many now people trying to snatch up artists put things out because you know it's 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 right now that's where the trend is that's where the interest is game right now for sure yeah it definitely is what it is i think on our side you know we keep working with a lot of the artists we always did we we always try we work very in a, in a bit of very clear system with the artists you know we we work with open numbers you know people that have worked with us they know they get what they deserve basically we're not trying to you know we try to we straight people with the business the right way and uh, I think a lot of the times it's also, you know, we we work a lot with some very nice artists. Sometimes we do like exclusive vinyl artwork, like a lot of the stuff that we do with our man Scarful does done a lot of our work. And we've had artists coming up to us just to get that exact treatment. So getting that kind of packaging, they want to make sure that the product is the right quality. And uh, so, I, I mean, I think as long as you provide people a solid reason 
to either buy from you or work with you as an artist, then you're always going to be in business, you know. Um, human relationship is just as important, in my opinion, as well. So whenever you work with a solid artist and uh, the respect is mutual in that case, then I think that's also a good way to keep going in the business, in my opinion. And have, you know, in closing, I know we're kind of running out of time, um, but have you ever met any of the artists that you, you know, pressed any vinyl for? Yeah, yeah, we met a, we met a few of the guys. We've, uh, when when I first, when we were working at the Blase Blaise issue, I was actually in New York and I went out with P.F. Cutting and Blase. Uh, we were in Paris with Mayhem and Alchemist just uh, last week, last weekend, was it? Yeah, last weekend or the weekend before. We made a little presentation event out there and they came out. Uh, I met up with Illa G in Germany. When Mugs last year, it was uh, it was out in Rome. That's kind of how we got together, and now the whole collaboration with Mugs and Soul Assassins came out. But yeah, that's another thing I think is very important, also on a human level, to meet up with the artists to work with, talk over the phone, you know, have a proper human relationship, not just a business thing. You know, that's a very important thing in my opinion, and I think is uh, is worked out well for us that way too. Crush a lot podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking out the show. We appreciate it. But most importantly, um, consider subscribing if you're interested. But go hit the links below. Go check out Tough Kong uh, right now. If you're not a collector, go go check it out. You might you could buy T-shirts. You could buy stickers. There's other ways to support. Um, but if you're looking to get into it, this is a, a, a great place to start because a lot of the artists they work with they're also co-signing and and we also have a big fun for a lot of the stuff that they're putting out there. Um, I would recommend go get, check out the UFO Fiv, uh, Imigres, um, still available. General back pain and flu dust are the two ones that I'm the most looking forward to. So those are the ones that are still available. And if you haven't picked up the crime app or DJ skids, you could do that through their distribution side as well. So do that there, but most of all, go check it out there. Shout out. To, to V Don for making this happen. We got to shout him out. Um, yeah, shout out to the homie. Uh, yeah, shout out to V Don. Such a nice guy, huh? Oh, definitely. His, <laughs> his beard is getting majestic level. Um, so shout out to you. Crush a lot podcast. Tough calm. Peace.